know you want, but don't get between me and the blood wine. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Good evening. And welcome to another episode of Dork Trek. What number is this? Where are we? A lot. 5,000. Let me see. I got We're in the 330s, I think. We are in the 330s. You're right, Dennis. And we've done 330 episodes. We want to thank all the listeners for listening to the podcast. This is episode 334 Jeez. of the podcast. Wow. Yeah, and real quick, we want to send uh, uh, some, uh, some quick hellos to Barry and Dave and Fred and Hector, John, John, Justin, Matthew. These are all people that support and uh, back dork trek on patreon go to patreon.com search dork trek and uh and you yes you can uh get some of these wonderful things that we do here on uh on dork trek and you can just help us out because it would be nice so thank you to barry and cerebral paladin and fred and hector and the gang over on patreon thank look you look at me hector yes yes look at me hector but yes oh, we're doing great man um what's the name of the episode this week oh that's right waltz yes Walter White. <laughs> I don't understand the title. I'm not going to lie to you. It takes two to tango and uh, waltzing will kill you. I, I, I don't know. That's, you know that famous saying? <laughs> we say it all the time in the 24th century. It takes two to tango and waltzing will kill you. It's because you have to watch this episode and kind of go, I am excited, though, as the person who puts up the episodes on the computer machine that I don't have to type out things like fucking the ridiculous names of some of the episodes we've had recently. Like it's an entire book. Statistical probabilities. And there was, they went through, Deep Space Nine went through a really pretentious episode. Uh, you are cordially invited and yeah. sacrifice <laughs> of but angels. For like, I, I you're cordially invited because you've just been called Wharf Wedding. Yeah. It's a been so much nice day for a Wharf Wedding. <laughs> it's a nice day to fight with Batless. Wow. Why are we coming up with this now? Well, I got to go put this back into that episode. <laughs> my, my two favorite Star Trek titles of all time are the two longest titles of all time. Uh, for the World is Hollow and I Have Touched the Sky. Which What's is an that original, that's original okay. series. Um, McCoy's gonna die. They find this hollow planet. Chaos. That is a long title. Yeah. Yeah. It's and then, but the, I, I can't remember if it's longer or not. But in the Discovery episode, the butcher's blade cares not for the lamb's cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. It's like be annoying. What the fuck? You just sitting there going, "Oh, I've got, I've got a title." Just yeah, just, like. The one looking for Pamak in all the wrong places, nor the battle to the strong. Let he who is without sin. It's like, come on, man, into the darkness, and just give me like a, just give me like a waltz. Perfect. Waltz. Boom. Let's Boom. go. Let's do it. When I was a kid, I used to always get Operation Annihilate and Assignment Earth mixed up. Operation well, one, Earth. one had an exclamation point, and one didn't. <laughs> See. And one had a colon. Didn't they both have a colon? Did they? See? I, I don't know. know. I don't know. know. Punctuation in titles. 
See, but when you're typing your trick special. When you're typing that in though to your XML, a punctuation can fuck up your whole thing. Yeah, you can use an HTML entity instead of the actual character itself. Yes, I don't man, I don't I don't know how to do that. So that's why a lot of our um, Star Trek uh, um, the descriptions of the episodes are poorly punctuated because I can't go putting I can't go putting unnecessary commas and shit because it'll fuck up the XML and then the episode won't come out. So just a word of the wise. If people ever read this and go, who's writing this shit? Say, well, that's, it's gotta be that way. If it'd be that way, then let it be. Because I can't, yeah. I can't put no commas in there, baby. You would think by now they would have like an entry form that would make it a lot easier to input the XML. Um, Sometimes, I think they do. But I'm using the old school version of it, which is like I actually have to go in there and put in code, like the, all the code and the copy and all that bullshit. But it's, no, it's still not super easy. I can do that for you, buddy. It's very delicate. I, I don't mind. We always took the lazy way with our... Uh, WordPress, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I let the, the computer machine do all the work. Do the work, computer. That's right, computer. Do, do it. Do it. Do it slowly. Do it. Do All right, so the whole Do gang is here, which is super exciting. I know people will be happy. Yeah, I'm happy. By, and, and by people, I mean Gary in Australia. Hello, Gary in Australia. I'm pretty sure both Garys will be up. Are there two Garys? There are two Garys. I thought there was only one Australian Gary. Well, there's one Australian Gary and then one uh, American Gary. Uh-huh. I did not so. know that. American yeah. Gary. <laughs> American Gary is a Patreon. So. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so get with it, Australian Gary. Come on, what are you waiting for? <laughs> There's all those international fees. That's true. That's true. And, and I don't know what the exchange rate is. And we have when we ship the episodes overseas like that, all the way to Australia, costs extra. Yeah, it, it costs. He has to listen to them upside down. It's yeah. yeah. Well, Trump put a tariff on him too. <laughs> Got to fill out the customs forms. Yeah, he's a real dickhead. But yeah, so this episode is called... We make the best podcast in the world. <laughs> Everybody should pay a premium for it. Dennis, that's not a bad impersonation. It's no. pretty good. It's now let's thing. have... Can we have bad, Den, uh, bad Dennis Donald Trump talk to Bill Clinton? <laughs> like, let's say you guys are at a Jeffrey Epstein party. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Bill? 14 nope. or 15? Nope. <laughs> I she I, looks 14. I, I won't touch that. <laughs> oh, that's that's right. not what he said. All right. My finger right, so will find out for you. Waltz <laughs> is the 11th episode. The 11th episode of the sixth season. We don't have many of these left. 135th episode. We could overall. always just start over from the beginning after DS9. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just go back and watch the first season again. No, I mean, you could do that in your own time, Dennis, but we have to continue on. So yeah, so this episode reveals what becomes of the notorious Ducat. D I G. Oh, yes. Notorious D U K A T. D U K A T A T A. I love it when you call me Big Ducat. So yes. So we haven't seen Ducat since his daughter got killed. Yeah. And so I guess they're taking him to a space station for some fucking. Uh, for like, he's not going on trial until the right. war is over. But it's a war crimes pre-trial or something. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, 
that's the federation they're all you, about that legal shit you think they would like try to interrogate him to try to get as much information out of him as they can but maybe that's what this is but, but he's crazy yeah but yeah. still you can, you can still get information out of someone who cray cray mm-hmm. yeah, is it usable though i mean you never know it's worth a try waterboarding crazies doesn't usually work because you know they talk to their dead daughters and shit and it's just it's not good he's talking to everybody in this episode yeah are Cardassians amphibious? Because waterboarding might not even work. I don't think they're amphibious. Everybody got to breathe. They're they're they're, they they're breathe water. You, they're you can you can find body. something. You can you can something board everybody. Something board. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's got something. We'll something board you. We'll something. We'll, board we'll you. find the thing that's going to board you, and then we'll sand board you. They could just bore you. <laughs> Hit you with well, a two-by-four. What, what was the thing back in the, the witch trials or whatever? Yeah, they tried to say drowning. Yeah. Well, no, well, well, there was that. But then they would put uh, the the they put a heavy board on you, and then they just stack rocks on it. Yeah, and if you wait, wow. I think it's is that after they weigh you against the weight of a duck to see yeah, if so you're. No, this this is the alternate. <laughs> this was that they would press you. They put all the rocks and stuff on the the thing on top of you, and it would like squish you. Either it would squish the uh, devil out of you, or you'd confess, or oh yeah, you just kind of died like a normal. Yeah, person. You, to be fair, it's not terrible logic. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> if and you die, you're good. If you live, yeah, you're a witch. Yep. If, if you if you died, then it was a tragic mistake, and you were given a good Christian funeral. But yeah, you could be. Whoops. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but you're probably going to hell anyway because we, you know, we suspected you of something for a reason. Ooh, but that's just rumors and hearsay, Jack. So we we see the Honshu in this the episode. Honshu. It, it's one of them nebula style ships. USS Honshu. We don't see much of the Honshu because it gets blown out of the sky. <laughs> um, I couldn't the tell. Con- it looked like this was the same model. Uh, that was used um, for the ship that rescued them off of the planet in uh, Star Trek um, First Contact. Not First Contact. Um, uh, Generations? Generations. Yeah, because when the Enterprise crashed at the end of the episode, there was... When this- Troy crashed it. you <laughs> that shit right into the planet, baby. That no, was a cool- around the planet. That was a cool sequence, though. Like, when it crashed into the planet, that was pretty neat. So I think that was because that that model's been altered a couple of times for the different ships, but I think they used the the movie one for this. Yeah, I can't see that without thinking about Rathcon. Oh, so you, like a, a Reliant style, yeah, Miranda class. Yeah, yeah, that was always my favorite ship. I don't know if they're the same class of vehicles, but they always kind of remind me of Rathcon anytime I see that style of ship, and I'm just like Rathcon. That's awesome. Well, what they based it on was the um, the Air Force. The Air Force uh, was it Ewaks, Awaks? Yeah, AWACS. Uh, with the with the, uh, the big dish on top. The because the first episode we saw uh, that style ship in was with um, was it the Phoenix in the episode where O'Brien's old captain was on the Cardassian border and he went a little batshit and he was like. Stuck that's, that's when we learned that O'Brien is a war hero. Yeah, O'Brien's a war hero. Ben froze. Ben? Oh, no. No, there he is. He's back. He's back. He's back. Oh, yeah. I was, apparently, if I do the hand thing, it's, it causes too you much. You broke it. 
Yeah, I can't put that on. Yeah, Brian's a war hero, but he doesn't like to talk about that anymore, which is weird because he went from war hero to being a coward. I don't think he was a coward. He's a coward. <laughs> he's now he's a whiny coward who gets, I can't believe they make me sleep on that hard bed. This sucks. He's rations are terrible. He's Just because you're a war hero doesn't mean you have to sleep on a hard, cold floor. <laughs> Plus, he's a Starfleet war hero. Like, <laughs> you know, whatever the air. I think he's a war hero for marrying Keiko. Yeah, that's a war that never ends until he's dead. I mean, that could go either way, though. Who says O'Brien's a picnic? Yeah. That's a good point. That. You know Julian who does? likes Julian. him. Yeah, yeah they, they should have married each other. That's the problem. But that's because he didn't have to live with him, probably. Yeah. That's, that's what I was going to say. If they were married, then the magic would be lost. O'Brien's always leaving dirty dishes on the counter and not putting them in the sink or rinsing them first. Yeah, I don't think so. He leaves his socks laying up. around. And he's got a small Irish his socks cock. with his curly hair stuck in the socks. Yeah. I think the worst thing would be that he would like get the dinner dishes and then put them in the replicator, but then not let it process the dishes back. <laughs> they'd, just be like, they'd just be like stacked in the replicator. And all you have to do is go computer, you know, recycle or whatever. Why can't the computer do that automatically? Because it doesn't want to take your hand. I don't know. But it don't have AI. Like it can't, it can't sense that your hand the replicator well i don't think you want like your replicator to get too smart i, mean, I do they, well then no because then you're looking at skynet baby then they're gonna make robots to kill you jack didn't, didn't you watch the second season of discovery didn't you see terminator bro we uh as long as you don't put that sphere intelligence in there you're fine i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but the sphere intelligence is not v'ger not no. the same no which would be cool if it was, but it's not. Same concept. Same yeah. idea. Yeah. Just a which, lot of that shit flying around in the universe. Which, which now that that has been reopened in my brain kind of makes season two a discovery. Like, oh, yeah, Feeger. Which was still great, <laughs> but now it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time with Feeger, it's like, oh, yeah, the changeling. I am nomad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jackson there's Walker. a to be fair there's a lot of weird space probes that come up the uh the uh what you call it one the whale probe with, no with the, yeah the whale probe one, but <laughs> the tng episode the tng episode yeah with the weird guy and data like, oh yeah talking to that stupid thing that doesn't really narrow it down a whole yeah, lot to be fair Dennis, exactly you, you just my described point, my point is made that's all fourth season yeah you just described like 45 episodes of tng data and the weird guy talking to shit no, that was a Tin Man. Where the, tin Man. Uh, yeah, the, that you know what I was talking about. I did. Tin Man. But there are other episodes almost exactly like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's. Well, that's where this episode I think kind of falls into those trappings because you have two people stuck on a like desolate planet together, and you're trying to figure out one of their motives. We've seen this a lot. Like this is a this this is the the tropey Star Trek version of the Twilight Zone where somebody wakes up and everybody's gone. Like well, that's I, like half the Twilight Zone episodes. You wake up and you're the only person left on Earth. I, I initially kind of thought it was like the, uh, there was this old Tony Curtis movie where he was a prisoner and it was the white prisoner and the black prisoner. Yeah, was it, was it Sidney Poitier? I believe it was, yeah. I, I, just, I just like saying his name. 
fuck it. But, uh, and so, you know, obviously the white guy's racist and the black guy doesn't like the white guy. Either. How do you think Sidney Poitier got away with saying, like, no, that my name is Poitier? Like, no, motherfucker, that shit's Porter. Like, no, it's Poitier. Because it's French and French makes it okay. No, but I'm just uh, <laughs> That's how good he was. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Cindy Porter, excuse me, my name is Poitier. Get the fuck like, out of here. Motherfucker, that's not your water fountain. <laughs> it's Port- Portier? Port- Portier? I don't know. Point. Boy, your name's Porter. No, it's Poitier. Word, you got like that? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Dennis, I gotta edit that out. It's the '60s, not yeah. the 1860s. Jesus. <laughs> Sydney Poitier. Oh, he's from the Bahamas. I didn't know that. I love Sydney Poitier. And again, what a what a name. And he, he's 92 years old. Sydney Poitier. Yeah, he's still alive. Jesus, he's a American. He's 92 years old. Bahamian treasure. Bahamian. 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 So yes, but that's the film you're talking about where he's tied to Tony Curtis. So there's either that one or, I mean, and, and that trope has been redone a couple. So I thought it was going to go that direction at first, and then you know, uh, S- you know, Cisco and and Ducat would learn a little bit about each other. Nah, it kind of starts that way a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then Ducat's being all super nice to him. Like, oh, I, we crashed, and I fixed your arm. Yeah. And, and did you, you not like? Was that that? The whole transmitter thing was that not suspect from like the oh yeah like oh yeah I sent out the signal should be any time now I thought it would have been cool if they had gone down that line of we'll see who gets here first yeah that was a cool angle at first I was like oh that's pretty neat yeah and then and then I kept looking at fucking Cisco's goddamn Tin Man arm from fucking Uh, (laughs) from fucking uh, Wizard of Oz and I would chuckle every time I saw it because that's the best cast we can come up with. That was the C-3PO arm. Yeah. (laughs) and It's the 24th century. The best you could do is this giant metal cast. Looks like they made it out of that popcorn wrapper stuff that you put on your oven. Well, see, normally you wouldn't even have that, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's like, you know, oh shit, emergency, you know, field medic shit. Well, they explained it away because, um, I you mean, you want to use the bone replicator. The bone replicator. <laughs> I need a bone replicator. <laughs> that's who the, uh, that's who Spider-Man was supposed to fight in the first Spider-Man movie. But they were like, no, no, bone saw. Bone replicator. Not as tough down. No. You're going nowhere. <laughs> but yeah so they're kind of stranded here and um you gotta but i mean the thing is you gotta know something's up with gold ducat because it's gold ducat and that's just the nature of the beast you know he's always up to something honestly it kind of like i was i wasn't paying attention as much as i should have so, <laughs> that's a really honest assessment of this episode <laughs> when when Wei Yun showed up and was talking to him i was like oh shit he's tricking cisco like yeah. the union are there and they're trying to get something out of cisco i didn't know what and then i realized oh fuck he's hallucinating like it didn't yeah. on me instantly that oh, yeah. See, i went through the exact same thing <laughs> it went from the tony curtis uh sydney portier uh movie to the James Garner D-Day movie where he's got the plans for D-Day and the Nazis want those plans and they need to know what day it is and then he gets captured but to trick him they set up this whole hospital and stuff it's like 
oh, you slept through D-Day because you got hit. But wow, it was crazy. Don't you remember that day? What day was that? <laughs> Where did we uh, invade and win the war? <laughs> so so, the, so I, I thought the same thing is like, oh, so this is all a big Okay, setup. so I wasn't, I wasn't paying. No, I think, I think they, they no, did it that way yeah. on purpose. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was yeah. written that way specifically. It's like, how the fuck did Wayun get here? God damn it. Now yeah. they're, you know, they're shifting tropes on me. And then you don't realize that it's not really Wayun until like he shoots him because he goes uh-huh. to like blast him and then he's just shooting the wall and you go, oh, he's just crazy. He's bad. He going cray cray. So, so this is like that Riker episode where I'm not crazy. Except he is. Except he's really crazy. It's like, how'd your wife, how'd your kids, how'd your Wayun's? And that's one of my favorite Riker episodes. I just need to know if he respects me. Yeah, it does he respect. Will he respect me in the morning if I put out tonight? <laughs> nope. And the answer is no. Come on, Cisco, just fuck my cloaca. <laughs> <laughs> just put your balls on my spoon. <laughs> <laughs> They'll fit inside, I promise. Yeah. Oh, there's a cat. <laughs> Jenny's been obstructed by a cat's ass. <laughs> Get out. Get out. But yeah, um so yeah, so this episode is kind of all over the place, but I think that makes it more interesting because then it becomes less of like two people stranded on this desolate planet. But no, now one of them is fucking nuts and he's looking for like vindication or respect from Cisco that he's not really a bad person. Kind of validation. Yeah, it's really odd. It's cool because like Ducat obviously respects Cisco. Like yes. he thinks if yeah. he wants to believe that if we were in each other's shoes, we would do exactly the same thing. But because Cisco's not a murderous. I mean, he is kind of murderous sometimes. But oh yeah, no, he's not, don't, don't he's sleep. Not a genocidal maniac. No, no, don't sleep. Cisco did take the fucking uh, atmosphere off that planet and made all those people leave. He ain't game fucking around. Yeah, yeah. He, didn't, he didn't kill the people outright. <clears throat> yeah, he gave him a chance to escape. Yes, and there yeah, were okay. There now you weren't millions. But Ben, and I think at some point though you're and they were dirty, because... rotten maquis. <laughs> Fuck them anyway. <laughs> if, if, if you're putting down, you know. A, a, a base versus if you're putting down a planet there's a touch but it was it was kind of funny that they were trying to contrast like oh cisco is this virtuous starfleet officer you could never be like him because like well cisco played in the gray a lot yeah yeah but i mean the ends justified the means a lot with with cisco wasn't though in the gray I mean, he was just from his perspective. Though. He was. He was like, I could have been a lot harder on these Bajoran motherfuckers compared to the other um, Cardassians. He was like not as evil. Yeah. So to him, it's like, oh, I wasn't that bad. Yeah, they, yeah. they wanted to, to be much harsher, but I said, no, increase the food rations, make them healthier. So when I kill them, it'll be more fun for me. <laughs> They'll put up a better fight. Yes. Their, their workout put will go up by 50% if we feed them 20% more. And then, you know, while he's hallucinating, he sees his ex-officer, which I thought was the guy who kills his daughter, which I thought was weird because, like, if he is in this, like, because instantly when he sees Kira uh, later in the episode, he goes into, like, their their relationship is adversarial instantly, and, like, he's agitated by her. 
But this guy killed his daughter, and they still have like a very kind of cordial back and forth. I thought they're- the Demar the Demar hallucination is totally kissing his ass while yeah. Hero One is just laughing in his face trying but, to antagonize him. But I also think it's kind of weird that it was Demar because Demar kills his daughter, which kind of set this whole fucking you know. But he might have like cognitive dissonance about that. Like he, it just doesn't connect in his mind that Demar is the one that killed him, that killed her. Like he may be thinking, if it wasn't these fucking Bajorans, it's their fault mm-hmm. that my father died. <laughs> kind know. of displacing the blame because he doesn't want to yeah. like blame. They his made friend. Demar kill her. But but what I'm saying is like, if they had brainwashed her into thinking those crazy Bajoran thoughts, Demar yeah. wouldn't have had to have killed her. Yeah. Well, if he wouldn't have fucked a Bajoran lady making a half Bajoran, half Cardassian kid who was able to be brainwashed by... So, I mean, this all goes back to being Ducat's fault at the end of the day. No, it's, it's the Bajorans. <laughs> if, if their planet hadn't fallen uh, so easily... If she wasn't so sexy, I wouldn't have had sex with her in the first place. Jesus. It's her fault. Right, Dennis. You're, it's you're Ducat. Really... <laughs> hey, you know what? He was a young officer with a bright future ahead of him. A young mm-hmm. concentration camp commander. What's he it was Beach week, you know, you it was crazy. Want, you don't want <laughs> to have 20 minutes ruin a future for such a promising officer. So mm-hmm. we'll let it, you know, just let that go. Yeah, Ducat was just at Peabody's and what's he supposed to do? <laughs> That's a really, you're going to have to make that more of a universal reference. <laughs> there is no universal reference for that. <laughs> every town, Every town has a Peabody's. Now, what is Peabody's? Explain. Peabody's is the 18 and up club on the Virginia Beach oceanfront. Okay, what happens Where there? Where all, all the young people go for their first Nothing good happens there. Life. That's not true. I met, I, I met my the wife there. Oh, okay. Take it back. So the one good thing that happened at Peabody's. See, I actually like Stephanie, so I can't joke. Yeah, I met my wife there. But yeah, um, so yeah, it's just one of those weird things, man, where... He's going nuts, and he just wants that like that. He just wants somebody to tell him, especially Cisco, that he did a good job, that he's a good person, that he wasn't this evil bastard that everyone makes him out to be. Somewhere in my brain, I'm picturing Donald Trump having this conversation with someone, and oh, all of a sudden, yeah, just Melania, and, and she's yeah. like, "Oh, I don't speak no English." <laughs> <laughs> but i can just picture trump saying these same things to somebody and they're just like uh-huh uh huh and they're quickly trying to make a wet, uh, a tool out of a fork so they can leave <laughs> like i have to disagree with you though like gold Ducat is way more eloquent than donald trump could ever imagine to oh be. yeah no i mean yeah this is like trump Fair and enough. chuck schumer stuck on an island <laughs> To be that, I will give you that. This he is a lot more eloquent and well spoken than Donald Trump. And there's no way Trump doesn't believe that everybody loves him. You know, it's true. Like he would just imagine all of the all of the people that he knows are just like, "You're a good guy." Even the haters really love him deep down. They just love him so much they have. Bajoran, Bajoran unemployment was its lowest ever. <laughs> <laughs> <under Dukat. laughs> Uh, I love that one. It took so much longer for them to die in the work camps. Yeah, he actually says that. Yeah. It's really, really hilarious. The death rate in the death camps went down 20%. You can't make that argument when the title of it is called Death Camp. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, like that, the argument is thrown out the window at that point. I've had an argument on on another show about uh, you've done other shows, you whore. If uh, Ducat was evil or not, and it no, was, he's evil. This is one of the episodes that I go to, where it's like, look, the dude is, you know, when he finally has his meltdown. But to be know, fair, he is fucking insane in this episode. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, I know exactly which episode you're talking about, Ben. And I was actually, as I was watching it, I was thinking of that discussion that you had. And I was like, I bet this is the one. Because <laughs> he's like outlining all of this, the evil shit that he did. He was like, but I had to do this because blah, 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 blah. I had to kill all those people. They made me do it. They made me do it. Yeah. So I, I do all this great stuff for them. And on my one month anniversary as, as, as the leader of the planet, they, they blow up uh, the shipyard and kill 200 Cardassians. So of course I had to kill 200 people. Yeah, just an eye for an eye. Yes. That's how they it's know. because I'm oh. evil. It's because I'm fair. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. justice. 200 of mine, 200 of theirs. Fair. Yeah. Other Cardassians? That would have been 2,000 dead uh, Bajorans. Easy. Because obviously it's a 1 to 10 ratio on the quality of life. Mm -hmm. But then, then you know what? You can say that and like, okay, maybe not. But then once once he starts mentioning that the uh, Cardassians are the superior race and you're like, whoa. As soon as you throw that part in, then you go like, all right, this guy's batshit crazy. He's evil. He's genocidal. He's a maniac. And that's where... The we evil comes years in. More advanced a thousand. He said a thousand. I thought he said a hundred. I thought it was a thousand, but it was a lot. Either way, yeah. We didn't want to be the superior race. <laughs> We're just better. Yeah. It's it's our obligation. <laughs> Why can't they understand it? I guess if we weren't so superior, they would have understood. If they weren't so fucking stupid with their dumb earrings and their ugly fucking bumpy noses. It's like, oh my <laughs> God. I got so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Like this was a Twitter feed. That This was a Twitter thread that you're reading and you're going, holy yeah. shit. This guy, he's saying all this out loud? Ooh, he's getting to delete your hard. <laughs> this is the drunk uncle at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Finally pops a gasket and you're just like, oh shit. Fuck, dude. And then he just keeps going. I hate them all. <laughs> Uncle Billy Ben married a Bajoran. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> she knows it's true. Look at her stupid, ugly nose and that damn earring. But when he did say the earring, I was like, yeah, I don't see that. The earring's annoying. <laughs> the earring kind of sucks, but whatever. Praying to their stupid gods and being all dumb. I wanted to kill every one of them I did. And then he just flat out says it. And like, as he's saying, he should have killed every planet and made the grave, made the planet a graveyard the likes, which has never been seen. He's almost orgasming. Like, yeah. like yes. Like, he just, probably he, has. He probably gets like stroked off to this many well, times. He may have crossed the line there. <laughs> so it's, it, that's the thing though, is that he has had to, hold that he's had to have this veneer of civility yes for all these years and then to finally just let out his true feelings it is almost like an orgasmic experience god i've never been so hard 
bring me a bottle of Kadar and many Orion slave girls <laughs> who are far less superior than I am. With no bumpy noses. No fucking earrings. <laughs> if they have earrings, they better have them on both ears. <laughs> yeah, he's a maniac. Yeah. Yeah, Space Hitler, total Space Hitler. And as he's saying this awesome shit in his brain, he gets whacked by a fucking metal pole. (laughs) (laughs) Stunk. Well, it's the same one that he used to beat the shit out of Cisco with. Yeah, but we did kind of skip around a little bit because, like, um, Cisco realizes that the transmitter is not online because there's a giant fucking sign on it that says not online, not online, not online. (laughs) <laughs> kudos, kudos to Dakot for jerry-rigging that thing to make it seem like it was working. Yeah, yeah I love it's Federation technology. That. Who knows if can he even read English? Yeah, I'm sure he can. Why? Because the Federation is everywhere. Because he's the superior race, Dennis. Yeah, Dennis. They know everything. So the, oh, okay. You got me there. I can tell you're not a <laughs> member of a superior race, Dennis. <gasps> <gasps> oh my god! I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. <laughs> I meant space race. I meant space race. Tread lightly, Bob. You, you are you are German. <laughs> ben left. <laughs> ben, you can come back. Now. Ben, Ben's calling the Anti Defamation League. Ben, you can come back now. Is, I, I had to go to my safe space. <laughs> it's fucking snowflake. <laughs> I don't think though that for the Patreons though that I guess get to see the video. Yeah, it's not the best uh, image though to throw up. But it's funny because I felt like it was just glaring at me, like saying, "Bob, that's not appropriate." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should just do that. I mean, instead of like me doing reaction shots, I'll just keep my finger on the uh, the video trigger. Whenever somebody says something improper, I just mm-hmm. well, you, nobody's ever going to see your face, Ben. Now, now. <laughs> you know, that's the inappropriate <laughs> now now just change your name to inappropriate so that it comes up I don't think that's appropriate I just I, I wish I had the courage to keep that look full time with the mustache I don't see why with, you don't with just the mustache and uh, well I mean like that's like a bear thing right you could totally be hot and gay with the sweet stash right <laughs> <laughs> like that that's like a fantasy for many young I yeah I've, weeks, I've, had, right? I've had that mentioned a couple of times <laughs> all those words came out so foreign sounding to me like I'm saying this right right they're tweaks twigs gotta use uh, quotes twinks cubs twinks yeah I mean I imagine if you stroll up in the gay bar with that sweet stash dude you're getting a lot a lot of dick that night bro Right? Am I right? Or is that not is that not a true? Like all you can eat buffet. (laughs) (laughs) All you can dick buffet. (laughs) Show us the stash, Ben. (laughs) Show the inappropriate (laughs) stash. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Inappropriate. (laughs) I will say that is a really good mustache. I know. I, I don't know if I could ever get it back to that state again. If you wore glasses, that would be a really good Ned Flanders Halloween costume. I was going to do that, that one be... year. Oakley Doakley. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Flanders. 
No, I've got to get the beard back for the uh, job. So. What job? Hmm? Why do you need a beard to have a job? I don't understand. No, for the Riker position. Oh, okay. So. So yeah. Um, but yeah, he goes through these weird conversations. We skipped ahead a lot. We were kind of all so over the place. I, I liked though how uh, the test that that Cisco did when he found out the the transmitter was offline, but the offline thing was behind a closed panel. Yeah. So he's like, I well maybe he didn't see because he doesn't know Federation technology. Maybe he didn't know it was offline. And so he, uh, you know, he uh, does the whole. <laughs> Something's going on. <laughs> Jenny said, "Jenny said a really fun uh, said your your mustache idol is ravishing Rick Rude. <laughs> Which if you don't know what he looks like, you can Google it. I'll share it with you." No, I. Hmm. I just saw the, I love that you had quick access to Rob's <laughs> trading card of yeah. Ravishing Rick Rude. I mean, Ravishing Rick Rude did have a pretty great mustache. Yeah. He had a great body, too. Look at that. Oh, that's a lot of steroids. But yeah, no, Rick Rude was amazing. Hey, whatever works. Yeah. <laughs> Roid it up. He was, he was a great wrestler, too. Ravishing Rick Rude. <sighs> All your, all of our moms at some point wanted to do Ravishing Rude, and probably would have if they had. And the dads too. Yeah, maybe, maybe like half the dads. Yeah. No, my uh, my my mustache hero was always uh, Magnum PI. Magnum PI, right. absolutely. It's kind of the same family of mustache. It is. It's this, it's similar in vain. I think Rick Rude had his mustache because of Magnum PI. I think everybody in the early 80s had yeah. a mustache because of Magnum P.I. What a great theme song. Yeah, what a great show. I'm so glad they kept it for the new new series. Well, you like the new series, right, Ben? I love the new series. Is it still on TV? Uh-huh. Oh, that's cool. Well, summer, so I guess, I don't know. Well, now that it's fall now. It should be coming back. Yeah, it's back. It should be coming back. See, I don't. I I got busy over the summer, so I don't know what shows got canceled and what didn't. It should have got canceled. I mean, good God, Hawaii Five O still on. So they had a. It's an Asian guy who's playing. Um, he doesn't have a mustache, though. Yeah. No, he's got. He's kind of. He's kind of got like a, a a light goatee, like you know the the stubble goatee going. The goatee's not a mustache. Yeah. There's an episode where he's shaving, and he. Leaves the mustache and he looks and he's like shaving his pubes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, looks good. <laughs> you think he had the same like mustache like over his balls? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A, Without a, a mustache? Yeah. <laughs> the Magnum, of course he did. Oh yeah. Shaving the ball stash. Balls. That mental image is like the funniest thing. <laughs> the funniest thing that's happened to me all week. You can wax it, like give it some little uh, flare on the ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the bar ball stash. Ball stash. <laughs> My sack stash. Yipper dipper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but um but yeah so 
where are we? So yeah, so Cisco finds out that it's not transmitting, but then like like Ben was saying before he was interrupted. Um like eventually Cisco gets it working and they try to trick us because they're they're on a defiant looking for them after this attack. But they only have a limited amount of time. Because, because they have to have 30,000 troops. Yeah, coming out of the uh, bad land. This is the first time I've ever heard the word Starfleet troops. It's, yeah. it's, it sounded they, so do weird. Do they fight ground battles? Yeah. Why? Um, you'll see. Just blow them from space. It just sounded weird. Like, it just, it, it rattled around in my head strangely. Starfleet troops. Yeah. Well, we saw that on the episode with uh, Jake. Uh-huh. And the fat man? No. Here, <laughs> when they went to that colony, and the Klingons were overrunning the position, and we they had the grizzled old master chief or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, we've we've seen the ground forces in the past. Yeah, but it just I don't know. It's there's. But those were more colonists, weren't they? No, those were that was uh, Starfleet. Uh, those are Starfleet troops. Oh, really? It just yeah. still sounds weird. The word Starfleet and troops together. I thought they're not supposed to be military. They're not. Well, well they are now. A because of scientists, Dennis. God. Yeah, it's a scientist troop. It's a theater troop, Dennis. <laughs> oh, okay. You know a Girl Scout troop. Yeah. Touche. Theater bring troop. cookies. Theater troop. They bring... Hey, Dominion, you want some thin mints? <laughs> and now we present Death of a Salesman. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You act with honor. <laughs> and now we act to the death. <laughs> but I don't wanna. I would say Starfleet has to have the advantage if they're gonna go into a an act battle. Oh yeah. Their training is I mean yeah. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. I think we've, uh, that's the one thing, <laughs> well, that's not the one thing, but that is the one thing I do like about Deep Space Nine is like every other episode, there's not like a play yeah. or some fucking the asshole playing violin. There was the- Vinny, you're uh, too perfect. <laughs> All right, we get it. He's a robot. There was a <laughs> <and>, uh, <laughs> guitar player, whatever it was. Yeah, but there ain't no, there's not time for that shit on these space. See, they got when they bring it in, they bring in the fucking Klingon restauranteur singing Klingon operas, and it's awesome. Yeah, there's just not some asshole. Like, okay, it's time for the fucking string quartet to play for the officers. Right. Oh, bunch of hoity toity dick bags. No, no, we got Dabo D's. Yeah, we got fucking people to kill. <laughs> Got a war going on here. Yeah, we're in the shit here, bro. We're not fucking the goddamn flying Hilton. I oh, Data, that was very good, buddy. That was a good sonata. <laughs> <laughs> like, you never hear the word sonata on Sunday <laughs> Space Nine. <laughs> <laughs> If you're looking for sonatas, don't watch Deep Space Nine. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's why people didn't like it. Like, it's, yeah. it's just not, it's not cultured enough. This is not your older brother's Star Trek. Not even one stanza of Beethoven. <laughs> I don't think these people are cultured at all. One star. 
Now, do they, I don't know, because I, I can't speak because I haven't seen enough of it, but do they have that shit on Voyager? Because I know fucking the stupid doctor be singing all the time. And he has concerts and stuff like a dick. I love some opera. <laughs> That's the, I'm telling you, man. I think they see, just have a lot of holodeck bullshit, right? Season yeah. six is the worst episode of Star Trek I've ever seen, where the fucking hologram dude is a superstar on another on like some weird math planet. I can't stress how bad this episode is. <laughs> I cannot wait. It's just, oh my god, it sucks. It sounds, it sounds just so horrible that I'm really looking forward to it now. It's really bad. You know, the doctor is one of my favorite characters on that show. The doctor is okay. Um, this is there. Isn't there an episode where, like, at least he's not Neelix? Yeah, Neelix sucks more than anybody. Yeah, he's the worst. Neelix may be the worst character in the history of Star Trek. Like, I'm not even afraid to say it. But isn't there an episode of Voyager, Ben, where it's on the holodeck and we're watching an episode about the the holograms family? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like family ties. It's but, unnecessarily dark. Yeah. But it's none of it's real. Yeah. Right. But it was to teach him he he's trying to learn something from it. Stop it. <laughs> It is. And at the end, he learns that Voyager's dumb. I mean, at the end, all we learn is we can turn all this off by unplugging all of this, yeah. and it all goes away. I, I think you guys are- <laughs> that would have been awesome if that's what they did. Whining <laughs> about his dead daughter, it's like so the, not real. All right, let's just replug him. Re- 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 <laughs> the episode ends because somebody turns off the light switch. And, uh, <gasps> oh shit! We turned it all off. <laughs> Computer reboot, reboot emergency medical hologram. <laughs> well, that happens at one point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it happened several times in the seven years. Well, no, I'm saying though. Uh, when like, he sees something he wasn't supposed to see, oh shit! <laughs> reboot, there reboot. Was, there was an episode where uh, I guess his his matrix breaks down. The matrix. He um, basically all the person that he'd had to that point is lost, and so he basically reboots to like reboot, reboot. Bare metal EMH and has to do all that growth again. Reboot, reboot. So, like yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, the episode. Come on, ends. doctor. That's not, you know, that's not how I like to have my prostate checked. <laughs> do it right. I got I to gotta teach you all this bullshit again. Do it right. The, the journey's the fun. <laughs> like a whole new doctor i didn't like the fake out with uh when they you know oh we found a beacon sir yeah and they beam her up in these two life forms yeah but i just felt bad for those two people because no one was happy to see them they're like (laughs) oh hey we say they were clearly disappointed yeah everybody was they're like oh it's just you send him back like what the fuck man oh you're not ducat <laughs> like, <laughs> wait a second man <laughs> i mean do you want me to kill a bunch of bajorans because i'll fucking do it right now if that'll make you happy starting with you i've never felt more bad for two star trek characters before in my whole life because they're just sitting there like one's got a shitty fucking arm and a sling and the other one's like fucking rubbing it with a magic light you're like what <laughs> what sorry we're not the captain yeah. We all Fuck play me, right. You're not Cisco and Ducat. Get we all pl- we all play important roles in Starfleet, bro. Okay, send them back. <laughs> I don't like your hairstyle. It's just two women. Blah. <laughs> <laughs>
Now, now, Garrick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we get back on the planet and they're fucking fighting. And I will say, for a guy who had his arm broken, a weird cast, Cisco is kind of kicking the shit out of Ducat. But he's consistent about his broke ass arm, too. Yeah. He's like, oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's selling Whatever it. He rolls he's, around yeah, on yeah. it. He's selling it. Of course. Avery Brooks. What do you expect? He's a good actor. Yeah. Mm hmm. I was really happy that we got some just top-notch quality crazy ass Cisco in this episode. Like yeah. he met crazy with crazy. I mean, his voice was ramping up like every <laughs> sentence. <laughs> and you wanted to kill them all. Yeah, it was good. It was good. And I like it when the Cardassian's hair gets out of yeah, when he starts slick, wrestling, it's like yeah, like because it's not slicked back anymore, it so it looks, looks like an iguana. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> he just well, spits at his face. Yeah, <laughs> but then he kind of like they're fighting, and like then eventually pulled the old Dennis Nedry on him. Yeah, <gasps> they're they're fighting and having a good time, and he tells him straight out, uh, Ducat's like. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking destroy your plan, this stupid planet invasion. I'm gonna kill them all now. You've given me a mission. I'm yeah. gonna fucking kill all these people. And it's just kind of left at that. Like Dave, he flies away and leaves Cisco on the planet, but then he tells uh, um, Defiant where they are, where where to find him. Yep. Which is very evil calculate he wants Cisco to be alive so he can see him destroy Bajor that's what I took from that yeah definitely yeah otherwise he would have killed him before yeah he left. He or just wants, left him and never said anything yeah he wants Cisco to be alive so he he can destroy Bajor in front of Cisco that's some that's some evil shit right there uh-huh. And so now you, you kind of know where I'm a, a genocide cuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cisco, you gotta watch me do this. But but now we kind of have a whole nother, I guess, arc here because we have like this kind of takes the place of uh, uh um Pennington or whatever his name was now. If that Pennington, yeah. if that kind of makes sense. Like before there was like the evil evil guys which is the dominion and now you have this other like personal side evil almost for cisco right or am i kind of understating well it's also uh, going back for ducat because there is a minute there where he was just roaming around as a renegade yeah like yeah. hunting down people to kill because when he got the klingon ship that time yeah and now he's basically gonna be doing the same thing trying to kill all the bajorans yeah but there's a difference between trying to kill like just random dominion people here and there than trying to fucking blow up an entire planet which sounds like was what he wants to do you know what i'm saying yeah before it was like kind of simple like almost piracy like he's gonna go out there he's gonna fucking blow up a couple ships now he's just talking strictly about wiping bajor and all of its people off the face of the galaxy so we're i mean show up with a death star like what <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Bajor had a moon that size. That's no That's moon. No moon. It's gonna look. It's gonna have like a weird neck thing on it. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So now we kind of see how I guess this is gonna play out for Ducat for the rest of the series. He's just a crazy machine. He's just a crazy genocidal maniac. So there's less than thirty episodes of 
DS9 left. Yeah, something like that. Because well, this is episode 11 of season. So, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Or just over 30. Because there'll be yeah. 26 next season. And then... Uh, more. So, like, 41 episodes. Something like that. 40. Bonkers. There's, I mean, I know the Dukat story arc. So, I'm like, God damn, they fit all that into 40 episodes? Yeah. So, we're, like ready to get into some real quality shit for the last season i mean yeah we've already been in the middle of a lot i was gonna say not that not that what we've been watching hasn't been great but you know sounds like there's a lot of shit that's about to happen it's amazing that this show has never lost its way like every every show eventually kind of loses its way and then has to regain its footing at some point because this is getting better battlestar galactica kind of got a little loopy there in the middle yeah, and maybe towards the end a little bit too. TNG did. like four and a half seasons. Yeah, TNG that like every show eventually kind of loses its way. But this, like this show, they decided at in the second season this is what this show is going to be, and they just fucking lent all the way into it. I think one of the things that they were able to do that, um, the, the production staff. I mean, with like Rondi Moore and Ira uh, Bear and uh, Iris Michael Pillar, Michael Pillar. So you've got these, but the the studio side of the execs that that come from TNG pretty much ignored this show once Voyager came out. Yeah, yeah. You know, they just like, oh yeah, you're you're doing your little syndicated thing. Yeah, did you get the ratings this week? Okay, good. All right, fine, whatever. Yeah, we're 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 trying to figure out which hairstyle Janeway needs to use this week. But you guys do your own, you know. Your own. Do you think that was like to their benefit then? Like, oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. I'd say so because they got to kind of do what they wanted to do. Yeah, because that was the one thing wrong. Be more though. I mean, he pretty much came up with the concept of the serialization stuff. I mean, TV didn't do that in the '90s like it does now, and he kept pushing for it. And you know, Ira was all for it, and everybody jumped into it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he would have done. I mean, the fact that they had like what was it four episodes. But the last two of last season and the first two of this season were just one sh- story through, you know, four episodes. Yeah. That, I mean, that was unheard of. And then the consequences and stuff. And then, like, what was it earlier this season or was it late last season when uh, Kern came back and we, you know, have to wrap up his story and then Worf, uh, his story continues and then Alexander comes back and becomes recurring. I mean, it's just... It's crazy all of the uh, the stuff that they've got juggling in this thing, and it, it I think it proved to uh, the networks at least, the studios that oh wow the audiences will keep up with this. But it was also with it being the first, we as an audience were not ready for that. We hadn't trained ourselves to watch TV in that in that fashion, and I think a big and we've discussed this before, but I think a big part of why DS9 is becoming famous again or, or popular again is Netflix, is streaming, where you can sit and you can watch that story arc unfold over like a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you can watch six episodes and be like, oh shit, you know. Uh-huh. You can do it on your own schedule as opposed to hoping that the next episode comes on at a time that you're not going to miss it. Yeah. So we've moved away from episodic television and gone into this, you know, story arc television. And this was one of the groundbreakers. And it's hard for us to look back now, though, and 
because we're so used to it and we see them doing it. It's just like, oh, well, they should have got at least two more episodes of that. But at the end of the day, it was like, well, no, when they were doing it, this was unheard of, you know? Yeah. So mad, mad props to the production team on this. Mad, that's Ben said it better than anyone imaginable. Mad props, indeed. <laughs> I think you got to push up your glasses when you say that next yeah. time. Mad props to the uh, production. All right, so so Ben, since uh, we'll just keep you going, what do you what do you give the episode, my friend? Uh, I really enjoy this episode, so I'm going to give it an eight. All right, eight, Dennis. I think it's like a seven. It's pretty good. I like it when they're being all crazy like that. Jen. Um, yeah, I really like this one. It's, I've said it before, but it's like when there's two people in a situation like this and you kind of like, you have kind of more character development more than action. It's like my favorite types of stories. Uh, So I'm going to give it a seven and a half. I'm going to agree with, uh, with Jenny and I'm going to give it a seven and a half as well. I, I think this is a really great episode. I really enjoyed it. It's an A story. That's just the A story. And uh-huh. at some point you would think you'd go, man, this is, this is starting to drag on me, but it just didn't. It was, yeah. it was really great. It helps when they bring in different hallucinations. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, see, the other thing I just thought about, one of the things we complained with TNG is how many times they said, oh, there's something going on at the Romulan border. And we, throughout the whole episode, we were talking about, oh, man, I, I, that's the episode I wanted to watch was what was going on where they were supposed yeah. to be going to, not this you know, base hill that we actually ended up with. Well, this episode, there was that thing going on over there, and you don't even think anything of it. It's like, yeah, there's the 30,000 troops or 3,000 troops or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, 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 but we got we to gotta focus on the cotton, the captain. At least in this, it kind of feels like you might actually see that in the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see, too. I think the cool part about but at this. At the end of those TNG episodes, they're like, oh, it all resolved itself. Nothing it, happened there. It was a joke. <laughs> those Romulans, they got us this time. Those sneaky Romulans. No, but I think that part of that, too, is the fact that. It was that a surprise birthday. On, <laughs> on the surface of this planet, there's real conflict here. Like mm-hmm. there's two people that are known adversaries like banging each other's head. So you have six seasons of history between these two people. Whereas on Star Trek, most of the time it's like Beverly and the captain together. And you know, nothing, nothing's going to jump off. Like it ain't going to get hot. If anything, they might kiss or something weird. You know what I'm saying? Um, or it's like, you know, it's fucking uh, the guy speaking in the weird voice and Picard's got to figure out what he's saying. Yeah. You know? Yep. Where this is like, oh shit, something serious is going to happen here. Like there's real history. Mm-hmm. It's not just alien of the day and cast member together. Like this is two bona fide you know, A-list characters on this program, you know? They really haven't had a whole lot of Alien of the Day kind of things. Like, when they first opened the wormhole, they had a couple of episodes like that where, you know, the people who made them play that game or the guy who was trying to sell the tuba berry wine to yeah, court. The guy, the guy, the guy who was being hunted, you know. The, the, the refugee people. Hey, Bajor yeah. is the promised land. Yeah. But you but don't... Like, by the third season, they're like, man, fuck that. We have a we good- don't- yeah, they don't need any of that shit because they start a fucking war. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and so now the drama is just, we're at war. You know, and if 
And if it's not about a war episode, it's like, oh, we got the Maquis out here doing Maquis shit. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's still, it's like, it's still based in conflict, whereas opposed to before, it's like, I don't know what this alien is saying. There is a light monster that came aboard. The ship. You know what I'm saying? Like, Are these crystalline beings life or not? Yeah. This computer program has replicated itself. Is it sentient? I don't know. Let's spend 49 minutes talking about it in various conference rooms, buddy. You know there's, there's a time and a place for those kinds of stories. but Tonight's the concert, buddy. Don't forget. <laughs> I have tickets front row for data. Who's watching Data's cat? <laughs> you know, so I mean, and TNG, and I'm not knocking TNG, but like, yeah, there's a lot of just like they phone in a lot. You just love the characters so much that you don't care. Yeah, right. You know, where Deep Space Nine is going, like we're gonna give you some serious shit. Yeah. You know, you love TNG. TNG is very comfortable to watch because yes. they're like, okay, I know how Picard's going to be. I know Worf's going to try to shoot something. They'll tell him not to. He's going to pretend like he doesn't have emotions, but he's going to have some weird fucking smile at the end of the episode. Okay, we get it. Like, there's a comfort zone with TNG. Yeah. yeah. But DS9 is like, it engages you for the entire episode. You have to think about what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then 25 years later, you're arguing about Space Hitler. Yeah. And then, and then next week we have an episode about Morn. So you're just like, wow, the show is all over the place. Like, you know, we're dealing with space Hitler and someone who vows to destroy Bajor off the face of the fucking galaxy. And then next week is about Morn. And you're just like, wow. And they balance the two out rather well because I've seen that Morn episode like 10 times. It's really good. Like yeah. it, next week's episode's really great, but when you go, oh, it's about Morn. Who's Morn? The fucking guy who never talks, who sits at Quarks all the time. Gets his own episode, man. <laughs> good for and, him. And it's a good episode. So, so even Morn, even Morn has a story arc that you learn about in the next episode. So if you like Morn, next week's episode is for you, my friend. And who doesn't? I, I want that uh, that painting. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. I feel like because I watched, I watched it a lot syndicated on Heroes and Icons, and I feel like I've seen Who Mourns Mourn at least like ten times. I don't know how, but I feel like I've seen that episode like ten times. And this it's whatever. Like I think it was Spike used to play Voyager every day after work. And well, that way, yeah, I remember. They that. played DS Nine too. Yeah. And it just seemed like though I saw the same three episodes of Voyager at least 15 times each. Because well, yeah. when I would, just because it timed out that in the yeah. when I got home at a certain time and was able to turn it on, it was like, oh, it's this episode. See, the cool part about the Heroes and Icons is that it just runs every night chronologically. Yeah. So like, you know, if you turn on heroes and icons and you're watching deep space nine and it's season three it's going to be season three for at least two weeks three weeks because it's 24 episodes so you're going to get you know a month of season four which is pretty cool yeah you know so but that's where it runs into the problems when you're watching enterprise because if you watch enterprise season three episode six but you haven't seen episodes five four three two one you have no fucking idea what's going on yeah so 
<clears throat> but that's that, everybody. Thank you for listening to uh, episode 334 of Dork Trek. We'll be back next week with episode 335. Who mourns more? Yeah. Thank you. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs>